the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Streaming now now. at KDOW.biz and Radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. I think there's two kind of Friday stories going on today. One is Disney Plus. And one is the PlayStation 5. And when I talk about Friday stories, let's look at the calendar. It's Friday the 13th. Kill her, mommy. Kill her. Don't let her get away, mommy. It's Friday the 13th, one of the most crazy influential movies in my life. It's chocolate syrup and psycho. It's not blood going down the drain. That movie still holds up. I throw that out there. Um, psycho still holds up. Friday the 13th, not so much. But Kevin Bacon was in the original Friday the 13th. He's the guy that got an ear arrow pierced through his throat. But now I'm digressing. I'm trying to scare you, right? It's Friday the 13th. Um, Sony made the PlayStation 5 launch online only. And it was a poop show. Disney is having an update today. And you're not going to believe it, in my opinion. When you take a look at what happened, they reported a loss of $710 million. And you're like, that's a lot of money to lose. It is. A loss for the year at $2.83 billion. And their stock's higher today. It's kind of where it was at the start of COVID, even though we haven't really got any Disney movies. No new Pixar movies. No new, like, nothing. No Star Wars, nothing. What they have had for the last year is no theme parks and studios. Those expectations have been long lowered. The parks lost $1.1 billion in the fourth quarter. This time last year, they made $1.4 billion, the parks. Do you, that's a big freaking swing. I wish I could swear. I wish you and I were having a beer right now, and I could swear like a, a, a pirate bounty captain. Arr. Theme parks lost $1.1 billion. What else? Okay, um, 
with them, you have the movies, right? But the, with Disney now, studio entertainment revenue shrank 52%. Profit fell 61% in the fourth quarter. It's their fourth quarter, just so we're on the same terms. And yet, Disney stock rose 6%. How do they do that? Disney Plus. Yesterday, I told you that after one year, essentially less than a year, Disney Plus was at 60 million subscribers. And Netflix is at 200 million, and we love Netflix. We love it, and we give them an uber billion dollar valuation. Disney reported 73.7 million paying subscribers. It's on like Donkey Kong. They're, they're, they're catching Netflix fast. I've got Disney Plus, but it was free to me. So I wonder out of those 73.7 million paying subscribers, how many are free? What's the churn level? Did you just do it for the pandemic or not? These are the same stupid questions we had with Netflix. And the truth is that Americans love subscriptions. And as of now, we can't get enough. But at some point in time, you're going to go, subscriptions, they're costing me a lot of money. Why am I paying for XM Satellite Radio? Paying full price for it at a time when I'm not even listening to it because I'm no longer driving to work. Disney has 120 million paying subscribers if you add up Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN. Hulu and ESPN Plus ballooned to 36.6 million and 10.3 million paying subscribers each. So Hulu's at 36 million, which that kind of makes you go, that should seem like more compared to Netflix because with Hulu, you get like TV subscriptions. It's kind of like YouTube TV for Disney. It's a good product. Um, ESPN Plus, I don't know a lot about because I'm not. I'm just not a sports guy. But they got 10.3 million people paying for ESPN Plus, and they got 36.6 million people paying for Hulu. Let's look at the ESPN numbers in aggregate. They grew by 195 percent year over year. Hulu's subscriptions grew less impressively. Its standard package grew 27%. Hulu Plus Live TV grew 41%. Disney is a 100-year-old company. That mouse, that rat with a tail, is, is so old and so mature. And they've got components of their business growing at 27% and were disappointed by that? <laughs> Hulu plus live TV grown at 41%. They're doing fantastic. I Hats off to Disney. I own shares of Disney. Do you know why I own shares of Disney? Because that evil company imprisoned a woman who I think was about 18 years old named Cinderella. And they locked her up in a basement. How long has that story been told again and again and again and again and again? How many young daughters across the United States have seen the story of Cinderella and fallen in love with the idea of being a princess and fallen in love with a prince? Kind of an outdated moment now, right? But that's what I love about Bob Iger is he somehow kept us interested in the same old thing, Cinderella. So Bob Iger said in February 2019, his number one priority would be streaming. Good for him. Netflix paved the way, and he just copied it. 
even a time right now when Disney's parks across the world are either closed or tr- operating dramatically reduced capacity, investors are staying positive because of streaming. What happens when they open back their parks? Will we go, oh, well, we're no longer going to stream and they're just going to make billions of dollars from little kids wanting to wear a Mickey Mouse ears. For the record, I had a friend once. Might have been a love interest. And at one point in time, she was engaged. And she said, yeah, my fiance proposed to me at Disney. I'm like, what? That's not acceptable. You can't get you can't propose at Disney. You're a grown woman. You need to be like in Mexico or Thailand or on a waterfall. A grown man can't propose to a grown woman at Disney. And she's like, yeah, I thought so, too. (laughs) So Disney's in a a dire situation with their parks, and yet we're still positive. The company laid off 28,000 park workers in September. They laid off 720 cast members. Those are the people who act and perform at park shows. Disney is top executives have taken massive pandemic pay cuts, but they had their pay cuts reinstated at the end of August. I have a family member who works for Disney in the movie theater in the industry, and they ultimately fired her whole team of four people, but they kept her at her salary plus. So she's doing the job of her whole team that four four payroll positions lost, but one was gained and one got a little bit fatter. One person doing the work of five. Uh, Verizon West, Verizon Wireless has a deal with Disney Plus. And we're, we got to like really dig into, you got to dig deep in the data to see what's positive and what's negative. Once you have that free year of Disney, you automatically get ro- enrolled in the next year. So you pay for a, script, a subscription or you lose it. And now that Mandalorian season two is on, you're like, I, I think I got to keep it for one more season. Uh, subscriptions. Wall Street loves subscriptions. I love you. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. <laughs> Comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Excuse me. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. First segment I kind of dedicated to Disney Plus and Disney, company I own. And again, the only reason I'm owning it is because I think my kids will be able to inherit it. That's how I buy stocks. I'm not buying stocks to make a quick buck. I'm not looking for a trade. On occasion, when I see it, I love it. But it also has to qualify, would I want to own this for 10 years kind of checklist. Sony is one of those companies that I always want to buy, but I never do. They made the PlayStation 5 launch online only. And that didn't keep Target and Walmart from descending into internet chaos. Um, The PlayStation 5 came out this week. And I bring that up because 
I'm learning more and more about how these launches don't go well. The Xbox One's, the Xbox Series X. I don't like the naming of that product, but Microsoft shipped their, if you have a Microsoft online account, they you already have your Xbox if you got one on the pre-order day. But Amazon and Target and Walmart, people who went to Best Buy and secured one on launch day, they're, they're still like, where is it? So Microsoft has kind of botched it, or did they kind of say, if you get it from us directly, we'll get it to you directly. If we have to pay the middleman, there's going to be a delay. So the PlayStation 5 launch going online, I was checking just to see um, what the things are going for on eBay. Do any retailers have them? Do any retailers like to pre-order them? What a... It's going to be a good three to five years for the video game world, in my opinion, in large part, because the new consoles are selling out and they're very, very difficult to find. Even when you secure one, they're not coming, which brings up a question of, did they make a mistake? Should they have made more of them? The answer is yes. The only way to get a PlayStation 5 at launch was through a pre-order. Some retailers are selling PS5s digitally on a first-come, first-serve basis, but both Walmart and Target have been walloped by customer demand. The first drop of PlayStation 5 consoles on Walmart's website came at 12 p.m. yesterday, and it took down the entire Walmart website. Um, Target's no better. Their customer service account spent all day fending off angry customers who have been unable to buy the new console. We're talking about video games taking down a whole website like Walmart, Target having problems keeping people from yelling at their customer service reps. It's no better at Best Buy either. Flood of customers, so voluminous that it caused the entire Walmart app web store to crash. That's crazy. Like, we're in the 21st century, right? I get get website crashes in 1995, I get the denial of service hits that sometimes Amazon hit while they were trying to build out their business. But to take off a 21st century year 2020 website is pretty impressive. So I would say both Sony and Microsoft, they did a good thing by allowing customers to pre-order. I would say it's very unclear on how they resupply. And it's got people a little on the confused side. So Mary Barra, who is a CEO, who's a female, which let's applaud that for a second. There's not enough female CEOs in the S&P 500, but she's a CEO of a big freaking fracking car company. General Motors believes in an all electric vehicle future. So says their CEO. She gave a great interview with this weekend's Barron's. I refer to GM as a legacy car automaker versus Tesla, who is the EV premier. The company earlier this week announced plans to hire 3,000 employees to work on tech initiatives involving electric and autonomous vehicle production. General Motors announced partnerships with EV vehicles like Nikola that we don't know how they pan out. They're heavily scrutinized because we're like, has Nikola even sold an electric truck at all? 
So it's a little controversial that they're not able to do it as fluidly as Elon Musk and his Cybertruck. Mary Barra shared information about the company's growth opportunities and investments in the electric vehicle space. Um, she sees opportunity and she sees huge EV demand. Should she have said that five years ago? Probably. Getting into the game now puts them at a massive disadvantage versus Tesla. I would say Tesla has a 10-year lead on all automakers as far as technology goes. And in the end, we are a technology-focused consumer. Consumers have to feel good that the technology of electric vehicles is fine. Um, I rode in a Model X, and let me tell you, electric vehicles are more than fine if you get over the range-bound issues. And if you get over, they don't really work as well. They lose about 30% of their mileage in cold weather. So 20 degrees, you're supposed to get 300 miles out of your electric charge. You get 210. That's pretty significant, especially if you live in Canada or Michigan, where you have a lot of cold a lot of the year. So electric vehicles going to be all about gaining market share. When Gavin Newsom, governor of California, said all vehicles sold in California have to be electric vehicles that could use renewable energy that could, in theory, help with global warming, that's a pretty big mandate. And I can follow the market share story and the electric vehicle mandate story, and I can find a lot of interest in it. Will I buy Ford or GM? No. Do I think Ford and GM are cheap? Yes. Do I think they're well positioned for the future? Not as well as Tesla. And again, you need to talk yourself through a lot of these talking points to really put a finger on where you want to put your investment dollars. And again, we're just talking. You don't have to buy any stocks. You can buy indexes or mutual funds, ETFs. You can let some a professional do it for you. I get it. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. This is Magic Dragons. This video has some relevance to me. A, because I like the clap soundtrack. It has in it. So, you can hear it. The Magic Dragons is interesting to me because they had a band with this song that hit, and I'm like, wow, they got a really beautiful young woman who's singing along with them. The drummer's cut. And the next thing I know, they're gone. So, in the original video, they're there. And in their next song, gone. What happened? They quit the band. 
right when they're becoming big, they started their own band in Portland. The drummer and the female lead left the band to ultimately be something else. Wow. And then Imagine Dragons goes on to be on ESPN College Game Day with songs like that. Um, and they songs like Believer, songs like Radioactive, songs like Bad Liar. Um, but two of the original members quit right as they were becoming famous. And they asked the lead singer, Dan Reynolds, once in an interview, let's talk about that. And he goes, yeah, they're probably not too happy that we became big. <laughs> Do you have any regrets like that in your life? United States has reported record 153,400 new COVID cases. Yesterday we were at 143. Like this is just building. Where's the crescendo? I think we're going to find out sometimes between now and Christmas. If not now and this weekend, let's hope, right? DoorDash has released their IPO filing reporting $149 million loss, strong growth through September. Will we use DoorDash after the pandemic? I, I think the answer is yes. I think we've, we're a world of habits. Um, I think we'd show our best during the initial phases, but I think we fall back to our habits again and again and again and again. So DoorDash has become public probably about $20 billion valuation. It'll be a pretty mature company. They're the leading food delivery app in the United States. Um, they reported $1.9 billion in revenue for the last nine months. That's up from $587 million. The growth is there. So why not come public? You're competing with Grubhub and Uber. DoorDash has the lead in U.S. market share with 49% of meal delivery. Another company that's coming public in December is Roblox, which I think I talked a little bit about yesterday. It, it's the Minecraft for six-year-olds. It is a staple now on how kids consume their first video game. Parents are like, well, it's not exactly like you're shooting Nazis. Mom, what's a Nazi? So Dashers got a big benefit. Uh, let me be careful on how I say this. DoorDash is a company got a big benefit when Uber and Lyft said, we want to make the employees contract workers and not employees because there's a different payout structure for employees. DoorDash is acknowledging that they're coming public. And they've had some legal challenges inside the company because when you come public, you have to show us, you have to open the kimono. And whether they're tipping model for dashers, like you say, hey, thanks for bringing me this steak from my favorite steak place. I'm sorry, I can't go there and eat myself, but thank you for bringing it to me. I'm going to give you $10 tip. Because that's what I would have given the waiter kind of thing. And then DoorDash was taking the tip. Was it deceptive? Was it not? Who, who was the money going to? So I'm reading up on all these IPOs. I'm reading up on Roblox. I'm reading up on DoorDash. I'm reading up on Airbnb. Because they're going to be the stocks that we're talking about in January, February, March, April, May, June of uh, 2021 in their first couple quarters of earnings. Just throwing that out there. Wonder Woman from Warner Brothers has been pushed from Christmas to sometime in 2021. And I just want to tell you real quick, she's got superior strength, speed, and agility. She's trained in hand-to-hand combat. Wonder Woman is able to talk to animals. Is she the greatest superhero ever? 
she was able to beat Supergirl in a power match. And Supergirl is considered stronger than Superman. And she's able to cut Superman with her tiara. I know you're saying tiara. Who says that word anymore? Um, she gets stronger when she takes off her bracelets, which is kind of weird. She's related to a queen, which is even weirder. She was originally formed out of clay, which sounds like, what's going on there? Her origin story is something kind of cool. She was considered to be the reborn from the souls of all women who had been abused or killed. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? She's a rich character. She ran for president twice. How many times have you run for president? I guess she didn't win. <laughs> and if she was all that super, what she would have done. Um, she's a role model for all the suffragettes. So... <clears throat> Suffragettes who chained themselves to buildings during protests. Um, I don't know. I, I just again that that story is striking me as uh, this sucks because you know the headline of 153,000 new COVID cases. How can we release a movie in 30 days when we're going to be visiting relatives in hospitals? No, we're not. You can't do it. My mom's in a hospital with COVID. Trust me, I know. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Hmm. Goldman Sachs sees a strong economy in 2021. But listen to this. Goldman Sachs says it's going to get worse before it gets better. They see GDP growth at 5.3% in 2021. They see that's that's ma- that's uh it's massive in in pre-pandemic times. It's coming off lows in pandemic times. <clears throat> but they're calling for the economy to get worse before it gets better. Particularly the damage that quickly is accelerating because the coronavirus cases are spiking in the United States at the wrong time. At a time when we were thinking about, should we be going back to visit family? It feels like the worst is behind us. Nope. Halloween was a super spreader time. The post-election celebrations, the post-election um, demonstrations, the pre-election rallies, all super spreader events. We were stupid. But we kind of knew we were getting into that trouble, didn't we? New cases are eclipsing 150,000. Yet Pfizer and BioNTech said they have a vaccine that's been approved for early 2021. And Moderna is expected to announce results probably next week. That's a stock that's heavily shorted. I don't know if I want to play into that game. Um, I don't like shorting stocks. To me, it just it, you're betting on a loser, which I don't like. That just that whole idea. But it's it's out there, right? So the economy is likely to reaccelerate next spring as mass immunization fully reopens the high contact consumer services of the U.S. economy. This should fuel a mid-year consumption boom as restored opportunities to spend allow households to substantially lower their savings rates. <clears throat> no need to turtle up, no need to save, no need to stay in. <clears throat> so there's going to be a reopening boom. Again, this week I think we came up with the concept of stay-at-home plays versus the reopening plays. Wall Street is dealing with it for the first time in my opinion. They're, they're now starting to say – the stay-at-home plays we don't like as much. Monday and Tuesday were awful for Microsoft, Apple, Google, and Amazon. Monday and Tuesday were awful for them. 
Wednesday and Thursday, they kind of came back. Friday, they're breaking down again. So in the short term, <clears throat> I think you have to ask yourself about portfolios. Are we going to an aggressive shift where people are more interested in value versus growth, in reopening versus tech, sector rotation? I, th- I think you can make a case for it. If I were to have new money today, I'm not buying Microsoft, Amazon, Google, or Alphabet today. I would think about them for sure. But I would probably be putting new money in something more value-oriented. Comcast is beginning the process of speaking with Comcast Ventures partners to determine who will stay with the fund as their strategic focus shifts. Comcast, think of CNBC, think of NBC, think of cable modems, think of cable television. Think of Universal Studios. Comcast is no Disney in my world. I won't even consider Comcast as an investment because Disney is so much better. But I'll look at their business model, and they're like they're they're focused on venture capital right now. They're focused on, you know, investing in the next big thing. <clears throat> um, but again, it's learning how to compare companies. I compare Comcast to, to Disney. They have some big differences. Um, particularly in broadband, but in yeah, a lot of things. But I wouldn't even consider Comcast. How about you? It's so funny because I, I just brought up a, a thought in my head of how much cable companies are hated through the years for bad customer service. And I don't even think that's true anymore. I think their customer service is awesome now. But in your head, you're like, it's a cable company. They keep jacking prices on me. My, my TV is out, and they won't come fix it for three weeks. <laughs> um, I don't know. One of the best headlines that I, I read yesterday was, Elon Musk is kind of a Richard. It, use the replacement word for Richard. Should we talk about Elon Musk when we come back? Maybe. Just briefly, right? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money investing. More find me online at robblackshow.com. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. A couple things that I want to hit. Cyclical stocks are assuming leadership for the second time this week, essentially. Starting off on Monday and Tuesday, taking off Wednesday and Thursday, but picking it back up on Friday. Is it a... See change a little bit. DraftKings had a great quarter. Applied Materials had a great quarter. Palantir had a great quarter, all gaining. Disney had a nice quarter, as did Cisco. Cisco is the big winner of the group, up 7% today. Losers include big names like Apple, Amazon, Facebook. But again, it feels like we're in a little bit of a transition time to me. Got an email from a friend of mine who is a doctor. Um, and it's interesting to note what he kind of gave me as far as information. 
Um, I don't think it's shocking, but I do think it's quite telling. He's got some kids who are different ages than mine. I could tell you some stories. So he says that several of his wife's client, who she's a CPA, she said several of them are going into bankruptcy. Uh, High-paid law firms, mid-sized commercial general contractors, 35-year-old restaurants. So we're getting hit hard right now with COVID, both in work and school and hospitals and you name it. His oldest daughter at Chico State um, tells him stories of kids dropping out of school, of suicides by people her age. Um, His daughter, who is in high school, hasn't been on campus in a year and a half, and she's getting ready to graduate and go to San Diego State. Can you imagine missing the last half of your junior year and essentially all of your senior year and not going to campus, not going to hang out at lunch and tease the fat kid or tease the new girl or whatever? Like you're missing that whole thing. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) You know, I, I think COVID is much more profound than the media can explain it. Because, again, children are getting puppies instead of playdates with their friends. And I, I think we're losing a lot. So I get it. Uh, a health advisor who is advising Joe Biden, essentially the president-elect of the United States, is saying we should do a four- to six-week lo- lockdown. Another one. We're talking a lot of crazy stuff today. So just throwing that out there at you. As an investor driven show, I try not to talk about live within your needs, but below your means. You know, don't lease a car, buy a car. Stop paying extra for minor conveniences. Um, I get it. You know, I, I get the general advice kind of thing that maybe we do need someone to slap us on occasion and say, why are you taking an Uber when you can take a bicycle? Yeah, no kidding. Why are you paying for a Keurig single cup coffee when you can make a pot of coffee? Why are you going to Starbucks instead of the Keurig? Like, I get it. I I just don't want to do that show on a regular basis. On occasion, I want to talk about it, but I don't want to dwell on it. Um, I hate Susie Orman because all she does is talk about stupid things that people should be doing as an obvious. And I guess she talks about the obvious that people who are stupid do. Like, pay with debit cards instead of credit cards. I hate that advice. I hate debit cards. I think debit cards should be cut up and thrown away. Why? Why? Um, Because it's your money. And with a credit card, the banks, when you have a credit card, they have to pay you back if it gets stolen. You're only liable for the first 50 bucks. Debit cards, it's doesn't give you credit card points. It doesn't give you a, a detailed receipt every single month of everything you spent money on. I'm offended at how much money I'm spending on delivery right now. And I only know that because I have credit cards. So I hate people like Susie Orman who try to give general advice to stupid people. Just let the stupid people go. It's <laughs> my opinion. Pay, your, pay all your bills on time. You guys would hate me if I did that show. Get out of debt ASAP. Pay off the smallest credit card first. I hate advice like that. <clears throat> Ultimately, I think I have to treat you with respect and say you're going to figure the, all that stuff out. 
Can I tell you that it's a wise idea to have money automatically invested every month? Yes. That's one of the most beautiful things about a 401k. Not that you're not paying federal income tax on it. Not that you're, you're deferring capital gains until you retire. Um, you're deferring the capital gains while it appreciates is probably the right way of saying it. That it comes out at a lower tax basis. The thing I love about 401ks is that every two weeks I do it. That's the best investment I've ever made probably. Starting young and doing it every two weeks. I did it with you know 1% match, 2% match, 3% match. That's free money for sure. <clears throat> so I try not to do that general advice show. Oh, one company I want to hit real quick um, is Logitech. Their business during COVID has been booming. They are publicly traded, ticker symbol L-O-G-I. Their shares are up 400% in the last five years. They make audio equipment for computers. They make audio accessories. They make mice for computers. And as we went home, <clears throat> we've been using their product more and more and more. They've got gaming, they got video collaboration, they got self-broadcasting, they got a lot of buzzwords that are good buzzwords. They're a Swiss company, which is weird. How many times have I ever said they're a company that's from Switzerland? I'll tell you, all of one, maybe a healthcare company, a drug manufacturer, and Logitech. That's it. Most of their offices are in the United States, though, even though they were founded in Apple, Switzerland. Um, assuming Logitech can overcome any short-term supply issues, I, I think it's a company that's wired for growth. Something to look at. I don't own shares of the company, but I'm looking. That's my job on the show is to look, to help you see what I'm seeing. Electric vehicles, GMs, Mary Barra saying they're the future. It's almost like conceding elections. It's almost like conceding like combustible engines are dead, right? You're like, duh. <clears throat> but it's also needed to fall into place. Find me online at BeFocusedFinancial.com. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.